Jim, before we get into any of the match stuff, okay. I've prepared a list of things that I'd like to talk about. These are things that we consider sure. to be inherently British. And I'm going to give you one by one. And let's see what your thoughts on them are. I'll give you my thoughts after you give me your thoughts. Number one, the royal family. Yeah, I couldn't care less. Like, like I, so many people were like, oh, the king's, you know, the coronation's going to be on TV. And I'm like, why would you watch that? So worse than you, I fucking hate the royal family. I fucking hate every royal family. And I don't know what it is, but uh, any royal family to me, seems to me to be ridiculous because it's just somebody in their family and their legacy long, long ago was a great warrior right? and was able to capture land and was able to take control of somewhere. And now we treat these fucking weak people as if they have power. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's all, that's all legitimate. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Okay, so the royal family. Number two, fish and chips. I like fish and chips, but I hate that they're called chips. Like I, I, I hate that it's like a a thing. Mm. Like I think it's just it just sounds dumb to me. So I never got into fish and chips until I was like in university. I hate I hate seafood. I used to hate seafood, and I was not big on it. And then the girl I was dating in university, the one that you met, she said, "No, you got to try. It's really good. It's really good." And so there was a place near my house that used to sell fish and chips, and they had it. Like the thing there was, there's no ketchup. And so it has to be only vinegar and salt. Right. And so you put vinegar and salt on the fries and on the fish. It was fucking outstanding. I got addicted. <laughs> fucking, there was a time where I love. I was doing it like weekly. Yeah, I like. I like. A, I like a good fish fry. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it in years so, but yeah, especially in Japan, they, we don't have. There's such good quality fish here. Nobody does that. Okay. The next thing, tea. Thoughts on tea. Yeah, I'm a big tea guy. Like, actually, I've been, I was just drinking a tea this morning. Like, I have a whole bunch of different kinds. I drink, I drink Earl Grey and English breakfast and all that. Like, yeah, I like tea. So, I don't know if tea's British or if it's Indian. I'm not sure. I, it might be British and then they exported well, it. Well, the, the, the British steal everything. So, I assume it was just taken from somebody else. <laughs> so, maybe, but I'm a tea guy too. I prefer tea to coffee. I, coffee's okay, but I prefer, tea all day long and i like darjeeling i'm not an earl gray guy i like darjeeling tea yeah okay next the british call it football we call it soccer thoughts on soccer i love soccer i love watching the world cup i you know i, I don't watch a lot of like english premier league or any of the leagues but like there's just something mm -hmm. about the world cup like we talked about it when it was going on with japan like there's just something right. about watching a team that you think isn't going to root for the underdog and the world cup i think has that over any other sport like i know people here would say oh college basketball's like that but not really not not to the extent that the world cup is agreed college basketball's local to the united states even though they don't think so but it is it's very local yeah but the fever is the same throughout one country but soccer is just international agreed soccer i agree uh, what i love about soccer is you can be poor you don't even need a net you can put two rocks on the ground you just need a ball one ball and you're good to go and so it's a game that can be played by anyone anywhere with very little startup money and so i love soccer i think it's a great sport and it's intuitive right anybody you don't need to know the rules really to play like how yes. many people are playing like you know local on the street and worried about offsides. There's nobody, <laughs> like it's just uh, right. put the ball, yeah, put the ball in the net. Okay, the next thing, and I think we might be split on this one, 
Robin Hood. What do you think about Robin Hood? I think Robin Hood as a concept is okay, but like I don't I don't have a strong opinion either way. Like my experience with Robin Hood when I was little, like most people in the US was like the Bugs Bunny stuff or like the really cheesy movies that were on in the afternoon that were Robin Hood. So when I was a kid, I used to think Robin Hood was a hero, but as an adult now, I think he's a fucking thief. So <laughs> I know <laughs> I know how much effort I put into studying. I know how hard it was for me to get where I am today. If somebody then said to me, You're, you don't deserve to get more profit than everybody else and you have to pay all the workers the same that you get because they're in the trenches and he stole the money from me and then gave it to them, I'd fucking want to kill him. So fuck the Robin Hood. <laughs> That's a shout out to the That's Iron awesome. Chief. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next thing. <laughs> national health care thoughts thoughts on british national health care well they're the first ones to come up with nationalized health care the nhs is the first nationally funded health care system in the world so it's a british invention that the state should take care of the health and well-being of its citizens oh my god i definitely i i wish we i wish we had it like i there's so many people i know personally that don't go to the doctor that have health issues just because of the cost. That's a shame. That's a real shame, right? That should never happen. I agree. That's a shame. Yeah, absolutely. That should never happen. Yeah. Unfortunate. Okay. Uh, I've only been raised in countries that have, or I've lived my entire life, I should say, in countries that only have nationalized healthcare, Canada and Japan. When I was in Canada, the healthcare system was fine. People complain in America that, oh, there's these long lines and it's inefficient, blah, 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 blah. But when you're getting treated for free, you don't mind waiting a little longer. And I didn't wait that much longer. I would never say I had to put myself out a whole day to get medical care. That wasn't the case when I was there. But that was also 20 some odd years ago. I don't know what it's like today. In Japan, the healthcare system is out fucking standing. Outstanding. I've told you repeatedly before, for those of you who have listened to the podcast regularly, I don't think I've shared this with you, but I share this with Jim regularly. I have like some healthcare issues. I have a back problem. And I went and I did an MRI and I got six months of medication. I did all these kinds of crazy treatments. I did like, a, I had a bunch of x-rays and whatever. And the total for all the things I did and all the medicines I've received for over six months has been less than $100. <laughs> so Jim was like freaking out when I told him. It's yeah. unbelievable. And so for me, you know, a properly controlled healthcare cost system is essential to the vitality of the workforce. And so for these people who argue, why should I pay for the healthcare for the poor and blah, 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 that's bullshit. Because if everybody's healthier, the economy works better because everybody else, everybody's able to contribute, we all win. You know, you're not subsidizing somebody else's healthcare. You're also ensuring that you get healthcare at a reasonable price. No, nobody's hanging out yeah. for who it. Who the no. fuck is going, I don't want to work until I get paid for healthcare. It's, fucking, it's dumb. Okay, uh, the next one, Harry Potter. Thoughts on Harry Potter? I think Harry Potter was really good. Like I, en I enjoyed it. Like it's kind of everywhere now, yeah. but like I enjoyed, like I enjoyed going to Universal with the kids when they were into it, you know, and and like the the wizarding aspects and the f the fantastical aspects of it. I like it. So I fucking hate Harry Potter. I haven't read a book. I haven't watched a movie. 
<laughs> I didn't give a fuck about Harry Potter. They opened the theme park here in Japan. I had no idea what the fuck was going on in the Harry Potter section when I took my kids. I couldn't give two shits about Harry Potter. Again, fuck the Harry Potter. To me, it's like Robin Hood. It's the same deal. Like, I have no interest whatsoever. I don't even know what this fucking story is. I, I <laughs> No clue. Okay. Uh, next, the Spice Girls. Uh. Um, the Spice Girls are interesting because it was a time when everything was boy bands and you had this female act. The, the, the Spice Girl story I do want to tell you though is years mm -hmm. and years later, it came on the radio when I was married to my wife and she started singing it and I go, mm -hmm. do you know what this song is about? <laughs> If you want to be my lover, sorry, which song was goes, that? You cut out there for a second. Uh, if, if you want to be if lover, you, yeah. If you, if, yeah, and I go, I go. She's basically telling the guy to have sex with all her friends, and she's like, "No, right. it's not. No, it's not." And I'm like, so I print out the lyrics, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then like that wrecked that song for her forever. <laughs> so for me, I fucking I was like, you know, the Spice Girls were a little kitty act. I was when I was in my prime or. When sorry, when they were in their prime, I was maybe in second year university or something like that. So I'm in my mid twenties, early twenties, and so I was a little bit too old for it, just like you. And it wasn't a thing for me. It was like for like the kids underneath me. But there was one song that they released that yeah really hit me called Holler. Do you know that song? I don't know if I do. It's one of their last songs that they sang together. Yeah, I as definitely a group, don't know it then. It's really, really good. It's it's a good song. Like it's a good song. It's definitely inappropriate lyrics wise. I recommend you listen to it, but it was the thing that I was listening to when I was on the plane coming from North America to Japan for the first time. So it was in that track list. There was a bunch of songs that I was listening to. And so when I hear it, it gives me like nostalgic vibes of like that's when my life changed. And so the spice. So many so many songs do that. It's it's amazing how a song can do that. But it's kind of fucking weird that the Spice Girls hold a place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then the last two. One is, I think, very localized to us. I don't think British people think of this person as importantly as we do because we had it on in Western New York and we got it in, you know, Ontario. Benny Hill. Thoughts on Benny Hill? Love, loved Benny Hill. Used to watch it all the time. Used to sneak my TV on so my dad wouldn't yell at me and I had it on a low volume. Like, I used to love watching Benny Hill. It was so fucking inappropriate. It was so inappropriate. There's Oh, my God. So, so many, like, breast milk jokes and, like, <laughs> fucking adult material. I don't know how, in retrospect, how the fuck did they air that? You know what I mean? I have no clue how that made the airwaves. It was on at 10 no, o'clock. There was no way. Yeah, no way it should have been on TV. But very funny. Very, very, very funny. I loved that. I thought it was great. And then I think a lot of people from the generation before us, if you talk to them about British, they talk about the British invasion, which is basically the Beatles. Thoughts on the Beatles, Jim? I think the Beatles are one of the greatest bands ever. However, I hate all the bubblegum stuff. I only like it from when they started taking drugs. Oh, I see. I so saw I'm not a music guy, as you know. I, we've talked before. I'm not big into music. I don't have any kind of interest. Yeah. But even I know 
what their songs are and I can sing along with most of their songs even though I wasn't a fan of theirs. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not particularly into them in any way. But like if they're playing on in a store somewhere while I'm walking through the store, I can follow along with the melodies and sing along. So they have this like, you know, I don't know how to explain. Like they they have this appeal to the broader market. And today their songs seem kind of wholesome compared to the music that we listen to today, right? It's not like, you know, a hippie oh, yeah, trying to fuck sure. you in your ass or anything like that, right? It's not <laughs> like that, yeah, <laughs> right. But like, so I I like it in that sense that it's music that everybody can listen to, but I, it was not something that I was ever big on or keen on or I wasn't like moved by them. I was more moved by Elvis, if anything. If I had to think about who was cooler and who made a bigger impression on me, even though I was late to the Elvis game too, because, you know, he was already gone by the time we were, I think, 10 years old or so, right? Yeah, yeah. But I thought he was a much more influential character in pop history, in North America, at least. At least during our age, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the reason why we talked about these British things this week is we're talking about a British indie match. And now, I don't know anything about the promotion this week, Jim. What is this promotion? I don't even know. I just found it because people started talking about it. I honestly don't know anything about it. So it was a minor indie. It was raising some money for some charity. I'm not sure what the charity was, but the crowd was very, very engaged. They're very, very active. And we have two guys in the match this week that we should talk about a little bit. Neither one of them is built to be a pro wrestler on the big stage. One guy is Jerry Bakewell. And the other guy who's kind of the joke of this week's episode is Blue Kane, and we'll get to them. But the promotion is called Slam and Pine Grapple. Never heard of it before. (laughs) It's a very, very small audience. Very, very interesting. So the match starts with Jerry Bakewell on the mic. And he leads into the match by saying, hell will freeze over before I lose to anyone in the back. And at that point, Blue Cane's theme song comes on. And the Blue Cane theme song is the Blue Song, right? So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a great, great song for Blue Cane. It's very catchy, very upbeat. I love the song in general, that Blue Song. I thought it was clever when it came out. What do you think of the song itself, first of all? I love the song. I thought it was great. I love that they had like fake snow come down when he came out. That was great. That's so, so good. The entrance is really, really great. They filmed it from an angle to make him look like he was six foot seven. It's only when you get into the ring and they have a head on shot, you realize he's 5'10". Everything else was like <laughs> great. Really, really great. You know, the Bakewell did a whole bunch of mic work in the beginning. I couldn't pick up any of the references other than Woolworths. And that is so fucking dated even for Canadians. And so I... I knew he was over because the crowd was really, really laughing, really engaged, but it was very, very British in nature. What do you think of that early mic work? Yeah, that early mic work is just playing to the crowd, and mm-hmm. he nail he nails it like for what he's trying to do. Right, agreed, agreed. I just I didn't get most of the jokes, most of the references. No. Like, well, didn't you too? Right, didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of them either. Okay, so then the match starts, and uh, a couple of things. Jerry Bakewell does an extraordinary number of stiff fucking knees. Really, really stiff knees. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know if he fucking hates this guy or if he's careless. I watched 
<laughs> again and again and again. I'm like, fuck, is this fucking okay? And he's just drilling in the knees to the guy's head. He hits him so many times. The commentator mentions that the mask broke into pieces because he hit so many knees on his face. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Okay, and then he announces that uh, this is stupid. Okay, I'm going to first of all shoot on American people <laughs> and then I'm going to shoot on British people. The first thing is, what the fuck is a deal with pounds? Why the fuck can't you understand what a kilogram is? <laughs> Why is it so difficult to work out kilograms and kilometers? And I'll tell you, like, you know, from a logical standpoint, it's a base unit 10. Every unit gets bigger by 10. Why the fuck do you want to, like, stick on, like, the conversion of, like, I don't know how many feet is in a yard and how many yard is in a fucking foot and how many foot <laughs> is in a meter. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, what is with the measurement of weight and distances in America being so fucked up? And then on top of that, what the fuck is a stone, Jim? Where the fuck is all this? Like, what is all this? <laughs> I don't know where the origins of stone started, but like, I can tell you're really fired up about it. Holy fuck. Every time I talk to an American person, it's so fucking confusing to tell them when they ask me how tall I am or how much I weigh to convert that into something they can process, right? I don't <laughs> understand why is it so hard for them to understand what is 70 kilograms, right? It's so fucking simple. Why do I have to convert that into 156 pounds every time? You know, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Now, why is one meter 79 centimeters so difficult to understand your fucking rulers in school are based on centimeters you know what i mean <laughs> like why can't you fucking understand how tall a meter is do you guys have a yardstick instead of a meter stick at school um yeah holy shit what a fucking disaster <laughs> oh my god it's fucking stupid so what's the conversion can you tell me uh, so in a millimeter 10 millimeters is a centimeter. 10 centimeters is a decameter, which we never use. And then 100 centimeters right. is a meter, right? So they're very simple. What's the American units of length? So what are we talking about? Well, I mean, like, it's all fractional, right? Like, they don't even <laughs> fractional. bother. Yeah, like... So yeah, the smallest like unit is what? Well, like, if you're talking, like, feet to centimeters... But like when we learn in school, we learn like millimeters, centimeters, meter, right? We learn in inches, inches and feet. Okay, so let's break that down. So how many inches is in a foot? <laughs> twelve, right? It's it's twelve. Yeah. Twelve inches to a foot, and then how many feet to a yard? Um, feet to a yard is three feet. See, so that means thirty-six inches to a yard, right? Yes. Who the fuck is gonna do that calculation every time? <laughs> What the fuck? Why would you fucking keep that? Nobody. Like we never even no bother with sense. it. Like there's so much there's so much guesswork. Uh, <laughs> but that's the better way. That's the American way. Uh, oh, that's the that's the American way, absolutely. Oh fuck, Miles too. It's such a fucking pain in the ass. You know, <laughs> I know I know you're not going to like really feel this, but when you drive from Toronto to Buffalo, you see the sign and it says like 120 kilometers. But that fucking number, as you drive, it comes down real fucking fast. Like it quickly moves to 80, 60, because a kilometer, like the distance of a kilometer is so short. So like you get to the States, you get to the border, less than two hours. 
Easy. Then you cross yeah. the border and then you see the sign from Buffalo to I don't know wherever and it'll say like 80 miles. That shit fucking takes forever to wind <laughs> down. It's so fucking like irritating and frustrating. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, from a driver's perspective, I've always hated miles just because they seem like they take forever to go by. And so, and it does, it's not really clear to me how long a mile is and what's the concept of mile to yard to feet to inches to fuck it's a fucking waste yeah so (laughs) (laughs) okay then a stone so fired up this week is the next level bullshit (laughs) oh my god so how much is a fucking stone do you know how much Um, a stone is give me a second a stone is six it's 6.3 kilograms so i i calculated into kilograms yeah 6.3 Right. But how much is that in pounds? Uh, one stone is 14 pounds. One stone is 14 pounds. Another fucking confusing <laughs> understanding of how they fucking got that. So is somebody who's six stone very heavy or somebody who 10 stones? Like, I really have to think carefully about understanding how much that is. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like I... And it could be just that... You think when they made it, they would make it end on round numbers because it was just made up, right? Like, you just made it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking about. So yeah, this 19 stone, I guess that's 19 multiplied by 6. That's 54, 5, 5, and 6. Hold on, how much fucking math am I doing here? 11, that can't be right. He can't be only 120 pounds. My math must be off. Hold on. <laughs> how much is fucking 19 stone? Yeah, because 10 stone would be 140 pounds. Right, but like, oh, he's 120 kilograms. So that's pretty heavy yeah that's not light so that means just to put into perspective uh i'm 70 and so he's one and a half times the size of me which is about right which is about right so a 19 stone (laughs) kilogram a 19 stone knee (laughs) coming down on your head is 120 kilograms so totally off topic of wrestling this week but i just wanted to vent it so fucking i love i love it i fucking love it (laughs) okay then uh they do a whole bunch of like basic stuff. It's an indie match. We don't expect much. There's a comedy spot w- after the double clothesline where Kane sits up and the other guy, Bakewell, also sits up. And then they both fall down. And then Bakewell sits up and he falls down repeatedly because he doesn't want to be sitting up staring at Kane because it's scary. I thought that was a very cute, funny spot. They could have done more with it. I didn't think they it's went the right spot. angle. Yeah, but it was a good spot. Agreed? Yeah, I like that spot. I think it's funny. Yeah. And then. He goes for the choke slam on Kane, but to get the choke slam, he has to keep wedging him. And so they call it the super wedgy choke slam. He couldn't get him up, but he just wedged the shit out no. of the guy. <laughs> that was quite funny. I thought that was hilarious. And then from there, he does Kane good. does a yeah, it was good. Kane does a sidewalk slam, then the clothesline off the top, and the commentators break off into a side spot and they go a clothesline off the top from Democratic Kane, and I'm sure this is where you were in stitches <laughs> because Kane has yes. yeah, so Kane has been famously known for being a Republican for a long time in the United States, very pro-Trump, very almost like the antithesis of everything you believe, Jim. You know, <laughs> what are your thoughts on yes. Kane in his political stance today? I hate politics. I hate both sides equally because I feel like everybody's just rooting for a fucking sports team at this point. Like yeah. nobody's no, like, like when people get in office, their only goal is to stay in office. 
So whatever the, like, like when we talk about stuff, nobody could possibly, like we could pick any platform. We could pick the Jedi platform in Australia, like whatever party, nobody believes every single thing down the whole party line. And yet in American politics, that is what you're supposed to be if you're a member of the party, which is fucking dumb. Mm, you're right about that. Like, you know, I don't know if you've watched the Howard Stern show in the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, but uh, they have two guys on that show, Sal and Richard. Do you know them? Yeah. So those two guys went out in Harlem and they asked people on the street when Obama was president, do you believe in Obamacare or do you support Obamacare? And almost exclusively every single white person said no and every single black person said yes. Then the other guy, so say Richard asked, do you believe in Obamacare? Then Sal would ask, do you believe that all Americans deserve healthcare (laughs) access for free? And almost every single fucking American person without, actually every single one they interviewed said yes. They couldn't understand that that was what Obama And that is the problem. That is the fundamental problem with politics right now. So I wonder if it's a lack of like understanding of political issues or just, you know, antipathy. You know what I mean? Like, don't give a fuck anymore. Dude, it's so simple to explain. I'll totally explain it to you so you'll understand. You're a Leafs fan. Mm-hmm. You hate the Canadians. Right. The Canadian, the, oh, the Montreal Canadiens team could save a burning building yep. of families, and you would still hate the Montreal Canadiens. Agreed. That's how the Democrats and Republicans are. So there's a guy. No matter what the issue is. There's a guy who's, uh, you remember Ty Domi? He's a Leafs legend. He's one of the greatest yeah, Leafs. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't like a great Leaf, but he was a great Leaf fighter. His son, Max Domi, played for the Canadians. So I was like, fuck him, that fucking guy, fucking traitor. And, <laughs> and then this year, they signed him off se- in the offseason to join the Leafs. And I'm like mixed. I, I have conflicted thoughts about that. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so like, I agree with what That's yeah, awesome. I agree with what you're saying. But I limit those thoughts just to sports. But people are in America are doing that with politics, not with their lives. Yes, with their whole entire lives. That's a shame. That's a shame. That's a shame. It's terrible. So yeah, so Kane has become yeah, Kane's become one of them. So okay, so that makes this joke all the funnier. And then from there, it seems like it should be over, but they go to the outside and Bakewell tries to put these like bedroom handcuffs on Kane in the corner. <laughs> Kane rips them off, they go back in the ring. We get a second choke slam. Win for Blue Kane. Kind of a nice little indie match. The crowd's definitely, definitely into it. I thought it was funny, and the commentary was really good. I don't know who these guys are. The commentary was very, very good. The ref stood out of the way. Nothing much for the ref to do. And there were some nice spots. For an indie match, not bad. Not bad at all. What do you think, Jim? I thought it was great for what it was trying to do. Like We talk about like the five-star matches where like if you miss a spot... Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, it was great, except for that one spot. Sure. You never expected this to be amazing. You expected it to be funny and entertain you, and that's a hundred percent what it did. Agreed, agreed. That's a great analysis. I absolutely hundred percent agree with that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Six Man Podcast. You can tag in with a DM. 
If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com. For now, it's time to tag out. <laughs>